Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Kim Peek. I am the founder of Power of Run, and I am your hostess for Power Up Your Performance. Today, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about exercise at work. Yes. I am going to propose that you spend some of your workday actually working out. And that is because it doesn't just benefit you, it benefits your employer. So let's backtrack a little bit. First, did you know that the average person in the U.S. does not get the amount of weekly exercise recommended by the Centers for Disease Control? Their minimum recommendation is two and a half hours of moderate intensity exercise a week and two days of strength training for all major muscle groups. So when you break that down, that is just 30 minutes, five times a week for the moderate intensity exercise, which could include walking. Do you see where I'm going here with this workout at work idea? You have plenty of time during your work break, during your work day, to get in at least the bare minimum that the CDC recommends. And the good news is you don't even have to get that in 30-minute increments. You can break that into increments of 5 and 10 minutes at a time, and we're going to get there in a minute. So we all know that exercise is good for us, and most people acknowledge that it's important, right? When I hear people talking about why they don't exercise, usually lack of time is one of the first things that comes up. And I get that. We all have work, we have kids, relationships, chores, and we need time to just chill and get caught up on our favorite Netflix shows, right? But what if we could work in some of that exercise into our work day? That would be great. And like I said at the beginning, it benefits our employers. So why would our employer want us to exercise during the day? I think a better question might be, why hasn't exercise been part of the job requirements all along? There's so many benefits to exercise, and it's not just a personal indulgence. I know lots of moms who, when they first start running, feel like they need to, feel like it's a selfish thing and that they need to sneak it into their day. Or I remember when my kids were little, I would sneak out of the house early in the morning, trying not to make any noise because I knew if I woke them up, I would have kids all over the place, awake, and I wouldn't get out the door. Or I would be stuck on the treadmill and have to throw them in front of a television. And that's great if that's how you have to do it to be able to work out. But I'm thinking that you need some support in this area and you need somebody to help you make sure you get that exercise in. And that's not always easy. You just need to find some support from other people, whether that's your spouse, watching the kids while you exercise, or getting up before people, you know, creating your environment and your day in a way so that you can get up before your family wakes up. And and again, I know it's really hard for everybody to come up with that routine that makes exercise fit in their day, but 
I want you to think of maybe there's a way you can work that into your work day. And I'm saying here, my point is that it's not a selfish pursuit that some people, the way some people might like to label it. Exercise makes us more effective as parents. It makes us more effective as partners. It makes us more effective at our jobs. And that is why I think maybe your employer should maybe even expect you to exercise or possibly reward or incent you to exercise because it helps us concentrate better, helps us learn faster, it makes us more efficient, it makes us helps us make less mistakes, and it helps with social connections. And what employer would argue that these things are not important? They're important. They help productivity. And when you have productive employees, it helps your company's profitability, right? So yes, your employer benefits when you work out. And there are some good reasons why you might want to incorporate exercise into your workday. This episode is sponsored by my coaching company, Power of Run. If this is the year you want to run your first or fastest half marathon, walk or run a 5K, or jump into the world of triathlon, check out my coaching programs at www.crushingmygoals.com slash store. Now, we've talked about some of these before, but I'm just going to go through a few of the benefits of exercise so that we're all on the same page here. Exercise helps us be more alert. You know, in the afternoon after you've had your lunch, about three o'clock, you're just dragging and maybe you maybe it's the time of day you go see what kind of junk food is in the break room or maybe you send somebody out for a coffee run or maybe you go to the vending machine. It's because you're dragging and you're tired. That would be an ideal time to add a walk or some push-ups or some squats into your day. It makes us be more alert. It also reduces stress and exercise helps to manage our mood. It makes us happier, less anxious, and it can help with depression. Now, I'm not saying if you have to take medicine for anxiety or depression that this is going to make it so you don't need that medication, but it is definitely one of the tools that you can use to elevate your mood. We've all heard about how runners run because of that runner's high and the endorphins you get when you run. You can get that feel-good vibe from any type of exercise that you do that you enjoy doing. Now, we also know that it helps to improve our fitness level. Obviously, that's a lot, one of the reasons a lot of people exercise. And that can, it can help with weight management. So there's another benefit if that's something that's important to you. But moving at your desk at least once an hour can also help clear brain fog. It makes you more productive and makes you more creative. And if you're somebody who sits slumped over a computer, moving and stretching at your desk can help you avoid tension headaches and can help you avoid those telltale rounded shoulders that you see people who, a lot of times we even hear people talk about teenage girls now having texting neck because we all spend so much time with our heads tilted down and our shoulders rounded forward over our devices. So just a little bit of movement throughout your day can just alleviate all that tension that is held in your body. Another fun idea, though, 
is that you could take time to have a walking meeting. Who says all your meetings have to be in your office at your desk? Why not take your meeting outside with the fresh air that will wake you up and either have your meeting outside or, or maybe walk with a group over lunch? One of the benefits of exercising as a group or participating in a corporate wellness program is that it can improve camaraderie and teamwork. It's something you all have in common. And think about what if you had a group of your office that did a warrior dash or a rugged maniac race or even a 5K together and you trained together and you helped each other get over all those obstacles together? That would absolutely be a fun bonding experience. Plus, you would have so much teamwork that you've developed as you trained to get over those obstacles. Movement before you tackle a big problem also provides boost to your brain that helps with problem solving, creativity, and accuracy. Again, that brain fog you get from sitting at your desk, there are just times when you cannot, it doesn't make sense to push forward and try to get that one last thing done. Sometimes you need to take a break, clear your head, and then when you come back, you'll find that you're working so much faster and that your accuracy improves. I know when I'm trying to do something creative, there's just times when I'm sitting at my desk and I'll finish a project and I'll look at my list of what I have to do next and I'm like, oh my gosh, if I start this right now, it will take me three hours. But if I get up and go for a run or if I go walk my dogs and come back to it, it's something I can crank out really fast. There is this tendency in our corporate environment for people to think that it pays off or that there's a gold star we're going to get for being the most dedicated or the person who's chained to their desk the longest. And I think that there's just a huge benefit of working smarter. And believe it or not, exercising during your workday, taking those breaks, helps you work smarter. You're not going to spend nearly as long on a, on a task that involves a lot of brain power if you take those breaks to just clear your brain and get energized again. So I want to shift focus just slightly and talk about two studies as they relate to students and exercise, because I think these are pretty cool studies that also prove a point. A Minnesota Department of Health and Education study released in December of 2017 showed that exercise boosted math and reading performance. They incorporated physical activity throughout the day, before and after school, as well as movement within the classroom. And researchers found that students who were physically fit were much more likely to score better on state standardized tests. They were 27% more likely, or yeah, more likely to be proficient in math and 24% more likely to be proficient in reading. And they had better all, overall attendance, better overall attendance, and the amount of violent type of behaviors also reduced. This, the findings in this study, which is from just last year, are very similar to the study from a, I think it was a 2010 study. There's a psychiatrist at Harvard Medical School. His name is John 
Raddy or Rady. I don't really know how to pronounce it. I tried to get him to come on my podcast and never heard back. I really need to try again because I think this guy's books are amazing. Anyway, John has written two books. He's the author of a book called Spark and another one called Go Wild that just talk about all of the benefits of exercising and the connections to our brain health. And in his book, he spent a lot of time talking about the benefits of exercise in the Naperville, Illinois school district. And the study that he talks about in this book is that the gym teachers in Naperville conducted an educational experiment that they called zero hour PE, where they scheduled time to work out before class using treadmills and other exercise equipment. And their program also included things like square dancing and rock climbing, focusing on helping students find things that they could enjoy for a lifetime. So 19,000 students in Naperville went through this program and they basically turned a bunch of kids who were just very average test takers into some of the smartest in the world. The students in Naperville took the trends in international mathematics and science study which is given around the world. And the USA doesn't really rank very well on this test. The Naperville School District petitioned to be able to sign up for this test and take it as their own country so that their results would be separate, separated from the rest of the US. And these average test takers who were just, there was nothing special about the school district. They're just normal kids. They came in after they implemented this exercise program, number one in the world in science and number six in math. And administrators say that a key factor to this increase in test performance was their physical education program. And I think this study is super interesting because we in the U.S. seem to be in this pattern right now where we're cutting all the programs like P.E., and music, and theater, and band, and all of these other types of programs that are shown to have big effects on brain development. And instead, we're trying to make kids have more and more classroom time focusing on their core reading, writing, and arithmetic. And so what I think is fascinating about this is that this school district dared to be different, and it paid off. They spent more time having students exercise, and it boosted their scores. And this is more about just increased test scores. These kids were learning and they looked forward to going to school and just being at school and being open to learning is a big part. I mean, a kid that's just attending school more is going to learn more, right? So I think this is just amazing to begin with. But there's another study at Dartmouth College that showed that 12 minutes of exercise could increase attention scores also for college students. So this gets a little bit closer to adults in the workplace. The improvement was so significant for low-income students that it basically eliminated this pre-test performance gap. Children or the students were given a pre-test and a post-test, and it basically equalized the income gap, which I think is amazing as well. It shows that exercise can have a huge effect on our brains and how our brain performs. 
And in the research, it does talk about why did the lower income students have a bigger, bigger leap in their performance. And they said that it probably was because the lower income students maybe were more stressed and it was a stress relief, or they supposed that maybe it was just that those students had a longer way, a bigger way to go. And so it was, they could make that bigger leap. But at either rate, exercise improved performance for all of the students. And it didn't take a ton of exercise. It only was 12 minutes of exercise. So this is exciting news for students and teachers and administrators, but it should also be big news for employers. If you want a more productive and creative workforce, it makes sense to give workers the freedom to incorporate bouts of exercise throughout the day. And that exercise, all of this research research shows, would be particularly beneficial before tackling a big problem or task. So there is also research in these studies that shows that if you exercise right before you have to solve a problem or take a big test, you're going to see the biggest gains immediately after, which would make us think that if, if a student had trouble learning math, for example, maybe they should have PE right before math. Just a thought there. So how does that tie back to us as employees? Clearly, exercise is beneficial. And clearly, there is a way that you can incorporate your recommended 30 minutes of exercise five times a week. There's a way you can incorporate that into your workday, even if it's in 5, 10, or 12-minute increments. So maybe you could meet people for work to walk. Remember, there's research that shows that you do not have to get sweaty for this to be beneficial. You could get together and walk before work. Catch up on all the gossip. Catch up on, you know, just your TV shows. Just talk. Connect with people. It's a great way to build more connections with people in your office. Or do lunchtime walks or have somebody organize a mini boot camp and do a mini boot camp in the parking lot or in an empty office area or in your lobby. You could walk stairs or run stairs if your office location or building has stairs in it. You could do that at the top of every hour. Just get up and do one trip up and down the stairs as a good way to just get energized. You could incorporate five minutes of stretching, standing, walking, or movement of some sort every hour. You could drink more water, which requires you to have to go to the bathroom more, which gives you more walking time. You could use a stability ball and sit on a stability ball at your desk. You could get a standing desk or a treadmill desk. You could put a yoga mat in your office or cubicle and spend some time each hour Doing a plank or a certain kind of a stretch, a downward dog, child's pose. That is one loud helicopter going past my window. You could keep resistance bands at your desk and wrap those around your knees and do clamshells while you're seated. Or sit on your conference call and put those around your arms and open and close your arms to get a chest workout. 
I can throw some of these ideas into a blog post with some videos also so you can see what that might look like. You could do push-ups against a wall, tricep dips from your desk or chair. You could bring a jump rope and jump rope in your office, just a quick little jump rope or jumping jack break. Make it social if you're not going to get in trouble for causing a ruckus. You could start a conga line and get everybody to do a little conga around the office. You can make a point to have posture checks throughout the day for yourself, making sure that you're sitting up tall, that your core is braced. Just that is a good movement exercise. Get your back out of your, your shoulders, out of your ears, and your shoulder blades down where they belong again instead of scrunched up around your ears. If you're standing, you could work on balancing on one foot. Or for something different to do, you could take off your shoes and socks, or maybe just your shoes, or keep them on, and sit at your desk and write or spell your name or your colleague's name or your partner's name or your child's name with your feet. Spell those out. Get your legs moving. There are so many things you can do to incorporate movement into your day. Another idea is to bring your lunch and use that time to have a picnic. Maybe take a 10-minute walk, go find a picnic table, a place to sit down. Getting outside is good for you. And I want to talk about this just a tiny bit too. So you could add a short walk or just sit outside. Just sitting outside, getting away from your desk is beneficial. There's a 2015 study from Stanford that found that those who walked in nature experienced less anxiety as well as more positive emotions, such as happiness. There's a cognitive psychologist from the University of Utah. His name is David Strayer. And he said in National Geographic, when we slow down, stop the busy work, and take in beautiful natural surroundings, not only do we feel restored, but our mental performance improves too. There's another study where they found that on days when employees had visited the gym, their experience at work changed. They reported managing their time more efficiently and effectively, being more productive, and having smoother interactions with their colleagues. Just as important, or maybe even more importantly, they went home feeling more satisfied at the end of the day. I know some people don't love their jobs, but if you could find a way to visit the gym, get outside, do something that just relaxes you, wouldn't you have more job satisfaction? So there's also a lot of research that just talks about, you've probably heard the headlines, that sitting is the new smoking. And if you didn't quite believe that sitting is one of the worst things you could do for your health, there's a UCLA study that says that sitting isn't just a physical health risk. It's a neurological risk as well. The UCLA study reports that people who are more sedentary have thinning in brain regions linked to memory. And even high levels of exercise don't seem to undo the effects of sitting too much. But reducing the amount of sitting that people do may be more effective than adding exercise alone. So again, trying to find ways that you can take that five-minute break at the top of every hour. Just take a break. Get up and stand. Walk around. Even if you have to pace up and down a hallway or pace in your office, you're getting up, and that is good for your body. 
Research has linked sitting for long periods of time with a number of health concerns that include things like obesity, increased blood pressure, high blood sugar, excess body fat around the waist, and abnormal cholesterol levels. And, you know, there's a whole lot of more things that are related to metabolic disease, cancer, risk of heart disease, things like that, that just by getting up and moving once an hour, you can start to reduce your risk. So more study is needed on the effects of sitting and physical activity on health, but it does seem clear that less sitting and more moving, both of these contribute to better health. You might start by standing rather than sitting, taking breaks, even standing up when you're talking on the phone, and finding ways to walk while you work. You don't even need to break a sweat to see the benefits of exercise. A 30-minute lunchtime walk where you're not breaking a sweat can improve enthusiasm, relaxation, and can help relieve nervousness. And again, that would help you feel so much better when you went back to work. So I hope I have sold you on the fact that exercise at work is something that's a good thing. Working exercise into your day is a good thing. And maybe that if you can find a way to work a little bit of exercise into your day here and there at work, it won't seem so overwhelming. You'll start to see an improvement in how you look and how you feel and how energized you are. So how can you start something like this at work? We know it's more fun to exercise with friends usually, so maybe you could see if you could get some colleagues to join you. You could start small so that everybody sees some early success because we all know that we're more likely to stick with something when we see results and when we see them quickly. So maybe you start people out small and the first week you focus on getting people out for a 10-minute walk over their lunch break. And maybe that's all you do for the first week or two or three. And then the next time you add something new, you could add in something like desk stretches that can be done at the top of the hour. And I keep saying top of the hour because that's something that's easy to remember. Set your clock on your phone, have it ring, the alarm, have the alarm ring. And just do a couple of stretches at the top. And then do that for a couple of weeks. And then when it's time to add something new in, maybe the next time you add in some strength exercises that can be done at the bottom of the hour. So now you're moving twice. And it doesn't have to be a ton of exercise. Again, it can just be something simple. Maybe at the bottom of the hour you do two minutes worth of crunches or two minutes worth of push-ups or just whatever, two minutes worth of squats. And then maybe you, from there, look for ways that you can track your exercise. Maybe it's a shared Google spreadsheet or a wall that you all mark on a board in the break room, or maybe something more high tech if you wanted to go that way. Maybe people all have activity trackers and you type, have a form where you all share what your daily activity was. It all depends on what's motivating and inspiring to you and the people that you're working out with. It is important, though, if you are trying to stick with something like this, that you take note of how you feel. I am positive that if you are working out, you are going to see the benefits 
at least in terms of better focus and concentration, maybe better energy, but just that brain fog will go away, especially those of you who sit at a desk or at work at a computer. So maybe have people track how they feel because the more you can associate what you're doing, your exercise with positive things, the more likely you are to stick with it. And, you know, if people lose weight, that's a great bonus. But maybe even start out by just focusing on feeling better, performing better, focusing better. I am willing to bet that if people see you doing this at your office, they're going to see how excited you are and they'll probably ask what you're doing. And maybe then you could make it a company-wide thing. And maybe even convince people to do some bigger challenges like training for a 5K or a half marathon together or doing your first group bike ride to support a charity. I'm sure that as a group using your creativity, you will be able to come up with something that is meaningful to you. Thank you so much for listening to me today and for letting me rattle on about the benefits of exercise. I hope that some of this was helpful and maybe you can take this information to somebody in your office and either get a friend to team up with you or get your employer to partner with you to create your own wellness program. And of course, if you need help with any of those exercises or any ideas, feel free to reach out and I will do my best to point you in the right direction and provide you with some new resources. Thank you everybody for listening. Have a great week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.